Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and today I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. Today, pack the car. We're heading to Boston. It's 1997, and we're covering Goodwill Hunting. Uh, I'd never, I never really engaged with this movie prior to the watch mm-hmm. I did for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd seen it like a long time ago at a point in my life where there's no way it resonated with me then the way it resonates with me now. Mm. Oh. I really like, I really liked this movie, dude. This was a, uh, this was a strong addition to mm. our 52 year journey through film. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I think I've seen this movie maybe like one or twice as I like walked past my dad was watching it maybe. And I sat Mm -hmm. down and maybe came in in the middle of it. So I've never really given this like a good watch. I would call this my first true watch of this. Oh yeah. Me too. Me too. And, uh, Oh, glad that it came at at this point in my life. I I could appreciate it so much more. Oh my God. I I can't, I can't imagine a better time for us to have watched this in our Mm -hmm. life around this age, 21, 22, you know, uh, it's perfect, uh, and uh, you know this is one that my mom has regarded as like one of her favorite movies of all time for like a really long time, and it's one I've never engaged with. And uh, mm. I came upstairs after I finished it, and I was like, "Just watch Goodwill Hunting for the first time." She was like, "That was your first time watching <laughs> Goodwill Hunting?" Uh-huh. She was like, "Did you like it?" And I was like, "I I I loved it. I cried twice. Like I uh, like mm-hmm. like like cried too. Like I was like, I'm gonna wake up Emily." From, mm. from crying right now. Um, <laughs> These were some some good cries. Oh, it was such a good movie. Let me uh, let me lay the groundwork real quick though. Um, release date January 9th, nineteen ninety eight, which means it was two years and a day before I was born. Interestingly enough, mm. um, uh, written and written by both Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, which is pretty. Awesome. I did not know that. Yeah, wow. that made that made this movie like. Oh shit! They wrote this and were just, like, were super young, not wow. I mean pretty established, but not super established. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean they were they were decent decently Man. big, but hmm. but to have that, written such a great fucking movie, uh, it kind of changes crazy. it for me a little bit. Like I yeah, like that makes it, makes it even it better. More, yeah, like, makes it more holy. personal, you know. And then uh, directed Man. by Gus Van Sant, um. Yeah, I was like, wow. I I am astonished by the fact that Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck wrote this movie, and they won an Oscar for it. They won Best Writing Screenplay, written directly for the screen, uh, mm. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, which is uh, pretty cool. And then Robin Williams won Best Actor in a Supporting Role. It was also nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor in a Leading Role for Matt Damon, Best Actress in a Supporting Role, Minnie Driver, 
best director, best film editing, best music, best music, original dramatic score. Uh, yeah, like that's okay. And Danny Elfman did the score for this. And, you know, you might be familiar with Danny Elfman's work via Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man theme. There you go. Wow, man, this movie's quite stacked. Um. <laughs> it's got it's got uh, I mean, and then you got Stellan Skarsgård in a uh, in a supporting role here who I know uh, who I know you're familiar with, at least via Eric Selvig in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, did you watch Chernobyl a couple years back? Yes. Oh, what an awesome miniseries! Oh, fantastic! And he was he was the main he was the main guy in that. Mm. Um, oh, that's yeah, sick. Mm. yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of through line here with a lot of stuff you've watched in the past, and like it's just covered. Like I'm watching this, and I'm like, Chucky grows on to be fucking Batman. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> um, um, Will goes on to be. Uh, was it? I always okay. Yeah, Jason Bourne. I always get uh Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg confused for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know. If Matt, it's, yeah, I mean, Mark similar. Wahlberg. You know, they got yeah. the fucking. They both got the fucking uh, accent. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I always like Jason Bourne for some reason. I always think is is Mark Wahlberg, and then I I picture Mark Wahlberg doing Jason Bourne things, and, and you're like, like oh, no, nah, that is him. No. So, uh, but <laughs> anyway, weird side note there, but. <laughs> No, yeah, and I mean Matt Damon also uh uh fake Thor, actor Thor. True. In, uh, in the MCU. Ooh, okay. Got a lot okay. of uh, a lot of a lot of stuff. The Martian, you know, Interstellar, he's the one who betrayed like there's just so many oh. iconic and great roles you've seen these you've seen these characters in and I mean obviously Robin Williams. We love Robin Williams here, you know, we saw him. He just nails he nails that role. Mm. The the dad that everyone wants. <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like that's just the way to sum it up. It's just like, can, can you just adopt me, please? Like, I, I would learn so much from you in just a couple days. Um, Dude, I don't know. Robin but. Williams was so good at being the, the good guy. Like, mm. you, you want to see him happy. You want to, you know, he's going to make others happy. You can see him actively making other people happier in his roles, you know, in Dead Poet Society and this, like, and those are the two that, you know, you automatically go to on our 52 year mm. journey through film, you know, like those, this, there's like so many differences between those characters, you know, like they're not the same at all, you know, like I'd say Dead Poet Society, Robin Williams is much genuinely happier and is mm. like, uh, you know, and this this guy is down and out for sure. But nevertheless, he brought the same sort of energy to the to the character that was like, God, you know, this is inspiring, you know, I, and like I love Robin Williams for that, you know, and mm. having watched these movies so recently, you know, he cl- he's he's climbing up like my favorite actors of all time, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've uh, sadly only known him uh, mainly from like flubber and like rv i think rv yeah like those were like the only kind of two robin williams movies that i watched this is doubtfire i remember that oh true Um, but i've never gotten like his uh more serious roles or roles that were where he was i don't know just being a dramatic actor i i feel like he's just perfected these roles like i don't know i'm so glad that i've gotten this side of robin williams now and uh oh man he's oh yeah it's fantastic I, i think it is a, a very good like comparison to Dead Poets, like uh, similar but but not like I don't know. It's it's in the same vein, but uh, well, and that's what's interesting too about these late '80s 
and into the 90s dramas we've watched, like I hold them all to not not necessarily the same standard, but when I thought about them in my mind prior to this project, they all went together. You know, like mm. uh, like Goodwill Hunting, Dead Poet Society, uh, The Shawshank Redemption, like mm. uh, these sorts of movies that just have these 90s drama feel. Like you know, this is a 90s movie, even though Poets is you know 89. But uh, mm. I, nevertheless, it's like uh, they've 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 all got this similar this essence to them that like you know I don't I don't think of those movies and think back to taxi driver i don't think of those movies and think back to alien you know like uh that's true um <laughs> yeah there's a i feel like this uh this movie will be joining some very very great company in uh in the rating system whenever we get there and i feel like whenever this is all said and done like those those four nines those four eights like those are just the the required the viewing the yeah. the films the oh just the I don't know, but this this is definitely in, in the same category as as the these movies. In my opinion, oh, it was fucking fantastic. I mean, let's let's talk some characters. You know, let's talk. Let's let's start with you know the man of the hour, Will Hunting. Uh, you know, obviously this this movie's become sort of a sort of legend. You know, like I've heard I've heard of Good Will Hunting a lot. You know, a pretty iconic movie and the character here, what his actions being the janitor who is actually the the super genius who can figure these things out all on his own. Da, 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 da. Like you, we were familiar with this aspect of the character going into mm-hmm. the movie uh, for oh, sure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, it was still nevertheless really cool to see uh, on screen. You know, I knew he was going to be a genius. I knew, uh, I knew all this, but you know, that scene where he's sitting down with Minnie driver's character and uh, she's like, how do you do this? Like, explain it to me, you know? And, and he's like, well, you know, you play the piano, right? And, you know, he goes through all that and he's like, you know, I just, mm. I look at numbers and I just, I just get it. You know, I can't paint you a picture. I can't do this. I can't do this, but I can do that, you know? And, uh, it just, clicks. I, I, it just mm. clicks, you know? And, uh, I, I really loved that description of what he was doing, you know, like, it's like, uh, it's just, it he just came naturally it. to him. He doesn't feel like a genius to him, you know, or, or like to himself. It's just, it's just that is what he knows. And, and I don't know, I think, I think that's kind of like a, I don't know, a valuable lesson that I, that I've been learning is like, you know, we call people smart or whatever in school because you can do well at math or you can do well in, in physics, whatever. But like, really everyone's just good at their own thing. You know, exactly. everyone has their own thing that they're passionate about and that, that clicks for them. And uh, there are certainly things that may become more profitable or more <laughs> useful, but, uh, true. But uh, I don't know. I think like this, this kind of framed intelligence in a different way for me. Um, like, I, I don't know. A lot of things kind of change, like my uh, just views on like, well, just I don't know, passions Maybe. and drives and motivations. Like, you know, with Robin Williams sitting him down and being like, uh, you remember game six, you know, you know, Fisk hits it over the wall. It's, oh, it's going, it's going, it's gone. You know, he's pushing people out of the way. Yeah. I would have loved him in there. <laughs> like you I, had tickets for the game and you didn't you weren't there you i just told my friends mm. i had to see about a girl oh and man you had I... to see about a girl mm. what kind of friends are they like <laughs> the comeback of that line man Ooh. oh that's the second time mm. you know that was the, that was the second cry where i was like oh yeah that i knew exactly time. what he was gonna say i knew exactly oh, yeah. knew, what it was gonna knew, say you knew what was coming the fact like <laughs> And that was what was so great about this. Like you, they, they spend so much time about his, uh, 
his potential as a uh, uh, as a brain, you know, figure mm. like how he could change the world and that, and, you know, Robin Williams is always arguing from that other side, you know, like it's not all about that, you know, like he has, he has time. He's a young dude. He can get, maybe he'll mm-hmm. get to that, but he doesn't need to worry about it. You know, like it's mm-hmm. clearly got a handle on things and he, he, he really showed him what his priorities should be, you know, yeah. and he, uh, you know, he had to go see about a girl and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I love, I love taking that as like the moral of the story at the end is like, it's like, prioritize what you love you know and it's like if that's if that's the field you want to go into hey go for it if it means chasing a girl to stanford go ahead and do that you Mm -hmm. know like uh i think that's a i think that was a really good way to end this movie and i was like uh i didn't know where it was gonna end you know i uh yeah i wasn't sure if it was I was really scared, you know, whenever he was like, he, he blew her off and he was like, yeah, I, you know, like, I don't, I don't love, love you. you. Like, yeah. and I was like, oh man, this is not where I thought this was going to go. Like, no, like, no, like, I, I don't thought know. maybe they'd go like hardcore sad with like a missed potential, not only mm. missed potential, but lost the girl didn't do. And mm. like, and just kept going about his, his days and, you know, like, but I'm glad, I'm glad obviously oh. that he does, he does go chase after the girl. It's like, uh. Know, That's the, all the potential he needed. The scenes between Robin Williams and like in Lam- Lambo, whenever they just start arguing, like when they have they have like I don't know, probably three or four like heated arguments. I'd yeah. say like through that throughout the movie, but electric performances mm, though. Oh, and and whenever like I think they're in yeah his, uh, his office and and Rob he's just like you know have, have you ever asked him what he wants to do? Mm. You know, like you're you're so focused on on training him and, and using him for, for your own personal gain in the world and everything like that. But have you asked him what he wants to do? You know, like it's his life, you know, not yours. And like, yes, sure. If he's an, if he's an Einstein, he could change the world, impact the world, blah, 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 whatever. Like, uh, but I don't know. It's just, uh, their arguments together were just like, Oh, they, they were perfect. They were the exact dissonance that pretty much anyone with potential <laughs> will uh, will undergo, at least mentally in their own head at some point and maybe others like, uh, oh, you should you need to be productive about this. You need to you need to do this because it's the it's objectively what mm. would bring the most help to either me personally or more people around Uh and this kind of this doesn't prioritize the uh, looking out for yourself before others, but it prioritizes looking out for what you love. And uh, it's all about passion, which I think is uh, really important. You know, it's not telling you necessarily what's right and what's wrong. It's telling you to follow what mm. what excites you. And mm. I think that's dope. I think one of their another one of their important arguments is when they're in the bar. And, uh, you know, he's like, have you heard of Einstein? Yeah, sure. And you heard of these other scientists, blah, blah, blah. No, you haven't heard of them because. Have you heard of Gerald Lambeau? (laughs) Hmm, Who's that? You know, hey, a bartender. Who's this guy? Oh, that's the Unabomber. Oh, (laughs) it was, it it clicked, it clicked for me there. Like, uh, you know, I mean, it, I was never on Lambeau's side really for, for any. No, no, yeah, neither was I. Um, but then like whenever he said that, I'm like, you know, okay this this really is important here like uh like what they're doing like you can't just force someone into something and i don't like could very well potentially like i don't know it was a possibility that i didn't even think of i guess before it was it was mentioned and and i don't know that's that's kind of uh i don't know his therapy sessions like in everything were just 
made I don't know this movie just made me realize and think of just so many things like uh I usually say that a movie was so captivating that I was never taken out of the movie but I was like the only times I was taken out of the movie was whenever I was just thinking of my own life and right. reflecting on things and like I, the point of the movie I I would you know assume yeah there's um, definitely a certain degree of it that uh especially especially at our age mm. that that becomes even more potent you know like uh, at at about the age that these char- these characters are at chucky uh will uh skyler all these characters are rough mm. i mean give or take a few years you know but uh mm. Mm. <laughs> so it's just all the more potent for us like it's like oh damn like mm. i Maybe not, obviously, to the same extent. I'm not some mega genius who can just look at everything and remember everything. But uh, true, yeah, that's uh, you I know, can't go we... in an MIT chalkboard and solve a theorem that's been unsolved for for years. years. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's yeah. not exactly my strength. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, nevertheless, it, I think it's pretty universal to question what it is you want to do and to question uh, or mm-hmm. to not not even be questioning but not even really know like uh, just kind of be like shit man i was just gonna keep boogieing on down the road i'm doing you know like uh Mm. and i think it's a it's really like it's just a really really powerful story and Mm. uh i all the more all the more flooring that matt damon and ben affleck wrote it like it's like wow Mm. they nailed that shit this was i don't know this was coming from the heart like this, I don't know. This just felt like a real, just real movie. Um, mm. And I, I'm just so glad that that I've finally seen it, and and I don't know, just had the chance to to take a cry like that. Um, oh man! Like I, I was, uh, yeah. There, yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's not your fault. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's not your fault. Yeah. All right. And then like uh, Morty just keeps breaking further and further until they they embrace and he's sobbing like absolutely sobbing, bro. That that fucked me up. And then the second the second time I watched it, you know, uh, uh, Emily wanted to engage with it because she fell asleep about fifteen minutes in the first time the first time that I started it, and uh, she was like, uh, and she she was talking, you know, the pretty much pretty much the whole time. And uh, we get to that part, and she's still talking to me, and then she hears. Matt Damon sobbing and she's like, is he crying? And I was like, yeah, it's pretty much the emotional climax of the film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty much the, yeah, well, at this point, you know, whenever I saw it, I was, uh, I just didn't know what to do with myself. It was very yeah. weird. I was, I was laying in bed and I just start crying and like, I just kept going. I just kept I was going. Like, Fuck. And, uh, I just like, I, I I just kept like pacing around my room, just like kept watching the movie, and I'm like, man, like holy crap! Like I, I don't know, no movie has like hit like yeah. dude that shit hit. I was like, oh my god, that was devastating and moving as fuck, and just like we haven't. I don't think we've had a moment so far along our 52 year journey through film that exactly is the same as this, uh, and mm. and in many capacities or in any capacity. And I think the only place we might've might've come close is Shawshank in terms of like a, uh, mm. but even then it's not even this quite like it's yeah, like the, there's the, there's the devastating moments, you know, like dead moments mm-hmm. where, where that's, that's a whole different cry. That's mm-hmm. just like, Oh my, like that's just devastating. 
but this is this wasn't like there was this combination of it being sad but it wasn't just like it's sad that matt damon had to feel all these things for so long and never let him out but it's so nice that this is finally happening and it's like ah, i'm so happy for this dude right now like this is exactly what he needs to and like i like that that was like the bake breakthrough you know like that there's like 25 minutes left in the movie at that point and then they're mm. like uh uh the next time they meet he's like yep i'm going i'm leaving we'll see mm. we'll see what's up and he's like you know what thank you doc and it's like ah, all right so he figured his shit out you know i don't mm. know that that's technically how therapy works but uh good good shit uh <laughs> does this violate the patient doctor but whatever he's like only if you start grabbing my butt or whatever. Like, yeah, uh, only start grabbing my ass. <laughs> um, ah. But, ah, the moment where, uh, you know, like one of the, I don't know, most satisfying parts for me of this movie is uh, when Ben Affleck, you know, and and, and Will are out. Uh, they're out in the construction site and, mm. and he's like uh, talking about his future. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to be doing this for the next 20 years, whatever. And he's like, you better like you better be lying right now like you, yeah you, that's you better insult. be capping like, yeah like you, you you better not be here like i know i'm gonna be here whatever i've accepted that but like it's an insult to me if you stay here um and then you see him go up to the door yeah no man, answer that was yeah and you know that that point i'm tearing up mm. you know like i'm like i'm like <laughs> He's going to go to the door and he's not going to be there, bro. He's not going to be at the door. And then, and then, and then, and then it was like paralleled with Robin Williams finding the letter that said it. So it was just like, fuck. Every other time he's gone up to the door, he comes out right, like right away, grab the call. You know, it's like, boom, they, they made that a point. Especially on like rewatch. That's how Mm. they kick off the movie is him Mm -hmm. picking him up. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, that's like one of the first things you see. And it's like, uh, oh, that's that was just really powerful, you know, to and that fucking monologue feels so familiar and I cannot mm. figure it out. Like uh, the whole like, uh, you know, and maybe it's not exactly the monologue. It's a similar idea at the very least where it's like your potential should carry you way beyond this. Like if you're still doing this, that's an insult to me. The best 10 seconds of my day is when I don't think you're going to come out of that door because I'm thinking maybe you've moved on. You know, like I I swear I've heard that somewhere, and I, for the life of me, cannot figure it out. Um, yeah, and what's you... even worse is I feel like the thing immediately after referenced Goodwill Hunting and was like, "Do you just go full Goodwill Hunting on me?" Like, like, hmm. and I don't, and I don't know if I'm making it up, but uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see. But uh, I'm I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep searching. I haven't figured it out in days. It'll so, be uh, uh you'll pro- it'll probably be like a month down the line, and so you, you'll just be doing something random, mundane, and then it'll just hit. You'll have a, you'll have a, a you know a will moment. You'll you'll have your 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 brain blast. I'll head to the, head to the whiteboard and I'll yeah. start jotting it all out, and I'll be like, oh, <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I mean, taking it back, like for parts of the movie that I kind of um, forget, like the part of the movie you know that that we've been talking about, I feel like is just the most important. Obviously, the part that everyone's going to remember, but yes, uh, like that, the start of the, the last movie, twenty minutes. Hmm. Like the very start of the movie, like whenever, um, let's see, they're going in like the diner and uh, trying to pick up mm-hmm. girls, whatever. And you have the the MIT students, you know, trying to quote all these things. And then you got Will coming up and being like, being like, all right, guy, all right, guy, page ninety two, whatever. You know, you gonna you gonna plagiarize anything else or yeah. <laughs> just gonna come in here and regurgitate obscure passages, thinking nobody passing them off as your own, mm. just to get some girls? What do you think that's cool? Or two things you're gonna realize in life. First one, don't do that. <laughs> 
Second one, you're going to realize you spent $150,000 on an education. You could have spent $1.50 in public library late fees. Mm. Can <laughs> like, we, uh, the road, I mean, if anyone were to get roasted, I mean, I, I don't know of a better man to roast roast anyone than, than Will Hunting. I mean, he, he just, he lets you hear it, you know, whether oh, you're yeah. a therapist, you know, because he doesn't want to be there and he just decides to, to rip you a new one and, and get, get out of there as fast as possible. Sky but, uh, rockets in flight. <laughs> <laughs> Afternoon delight. And I didn't know where they were get, like, uh, I, I knew Robin Williams was in this movie, but I didn't know that he was his there. Like he was, no, right. like, I got to, like 30 minutes and, in this movie and I'm like, I thought Robin Williams was in this movie. Where is this man? And, and for all the therapists that he kept like blowing off and stuff, I'm like, man, where are they going with it? You know, like I, I understand he doesn't want to be there and stuff, but I'm like, is this like, is he just going to keep doing this the whole time? And well, there came then, a point where I was like, is Robin Williams his parole officer? Like, is there mm. something there? Like, uh, and then, and then I like, whenever Robin was introduced, I was like, ah, like, ooh, and then like the way he gets Will to cooperate with him, you know, like, uh, instead of just doing all the normal, whatever, you know, he has his own twist on it. And, uh, they have that one session where they don't speak a single word, you know, yeah. he's like, I can't let him win, you know, like he, you know, he like, has I, to like, he, he has, has to, to talk first. first. I can't yeah. talk first. He's yeah. like, what is this? Some, uh, some competition from two kids from Southie. And he's like, mm. pretty much. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, yep. essentially. Uh, <laughs> And I love, mm. you know, we've been talking about the parallels to dead poets and like the uh, the same similar feels in Robin Williams. Again, a professor. Um, mm. This time at a community college, not a uh, not a private high school or preparatory school, but uh, nevertheless, you know, he he did have a less energetic and passionate way about him at the beginning of this movie in that classroom. But he still he still held his students' attention. You know, like they uh, they get, mm. they laughed at his jokes and stuff. They they. And so on and so forth. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. truth is life. Very deep, Danny. Uh, all right. Uh. <laughs> uh, and then the ver- near the very end again, I know we're, we're I'm kind of jumping around here, but uh, Lambeau and, and uh, you know, Robin, they, they, uh, he, Lambeau walks in and he's like, I, hey, hey, I'm, uh, I have to say, like, uh, and he's, and then he, I know. Me too. Me too. And then like, and then they just go out, walk, like, you know. Uh, well, I thought, I'm not going to lie to you. There was, like, a very, very early on in this movie, I was uh, I was under the impression, potentially, until, like, you know, Robin Williams goes on about how he he had a, his, his wife passed and stuff. Mm. I was under the impression that him and Lambeau might have had a romantic history. Mm. Um, there was, like, there was, like, this whenever he came to his classroom, like knocked on his door and like the way they looked at each other, I was like, that was like, they had like, apparently their personal rivalry was like really strong. You know, they talk about that thin line between love and hate. Like, I mm. think that like I was picking up the wrong, the wrong notes there when I should have picked up a, uh, mm. you know, they despised each other back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just such a, it, it was so weird scene. Um, like just Ben Affleck and Matt Damon this young, like right. I don't know, like uh, I guess I've never, I don't know, I'm just so used to seeing them just so much older, um, right, and just like seeing this young and how well they performed, like at this age and like I don't know, like this, uh, just every perf- like I can't think of a performance in this movie that I that I didn't like, 
Um, oh no, it was fantastic. And one of my favorite elements of it, I'm not, I'm not going to lie as many driver as Skylar. Mm. Um, she was, uh, she was awesome. You know, I loved her and, uh, I loved her connection with Will, you know, I loved when she met, uh, Chucky and, and Morgan and, and the, you know, the friends and told, told them the story about old, uh, Patty and Mary. Mm. <laughs> uh, give mm. us a kiss. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was, uh, I just, I knew obviously I, I had no, um, the only thing I came into this movie knowing is that he was a janitor at MIT that could solve yeah. math equations. Yeah. Like that's literally it. That was, and, that was 100% uh, of my knowledge as well. And like seeing how their relationship started to form, you know, like you want to go get coffee. And he's like, what about some caramels, you know, or whatever. And he's like, what, what if you, you think like, about it, it's uh, it's every just, bit as arbitrary as getting coffee. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just, just their moments that they had together and, uh, how she's doing some homework and he solves it on a napkin in like 10 minutes or whatever. And she's like, no, like I, I need to learn this, you know, like, <laughs> like this is what I'm here for. Like, I, I can't just get the, or, or whatever. And, uh, I don't know. They were just so cute together. Dude, um, I love them. Like they're, they're one of my favorite, you know, couples across or romantic pairings and romantic stories across our, our movies so far, you know, yeah. uh, like when I, when I think back to what we've, uh, what we've done, I don't know that I can uh, truly pick out a romantic pairing that I enjoy more, like from a critical, like, oh yeah, that was well-written. It's mostly what the story was about sort of thing. Like, you know, I like Indiana Jones and Marion Ravenwood. That's but I who I was not, thinking of, but it's, yeah, like, that's not the, that's not what the movie's about. Yeah, you know, no, like, uh, not the same thing here. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. Like, uh, f and you know, I'm not fucking with Forrest Gump and Jenny, you know, obvious for, for obvious reasons there. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, man, I mean, they, they really played him up like so well to make the, uh, like whenever he tells her he doesn't love her and like, you know, like, oh yeah, like, you know, like he's just doing that to himself. Like he yes. he wants to go. Like uh, I it was just like so heartbreaking. Like seeing that happen, and then like I'm like, wait, no, like this is not what's supposed to happen here. Like no, like this was the part of the movie that I, I'm starting to really love here. You know, I'm I'm mm -hmm. I'm holding on to this, and every, and then uh, I mean, obviously, it's what I hate about romantic comedies, man. Every time I'm like, bro, there's 30 minutes left in this movie and nothing bad has happened. They're going to fall <laughs> apart for a little bit. And I know they'll get back together, but I don't like that they're going to fall apart. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I had I had that same thing here, you know. And, you know, she goes back to Stanford. He watches the plane fly away. And I thought, like, I genuinely thought in that moment, you know, like, that's that's the end of that chapter. He fucked that up. He, he blew it there, you know, and uh, he sabotaged himself. And, uh, you know, that's what made the ending all the more satisfying. As soon as he gets that car from his homies, which was also really cool. Uh, what a great moment that was, you know? And, uh, mm. and then he, he, he's, he's heading to Robin Williams's place. He drops off a letter and I was like, he, he going somewhere. He mm -hmm. going somewhere. I know where you're going. I yeah. know where you're going, man. Open that letter. Just, just give me the line. Hey, I know it's coming. Hey, just, you know, just hey, make me cry. I know it's coming. Oh man. Oh. Uh, mm. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yes. Yeah. Mm. There, oh man. Yeah. What a. Def, I, I can't. I look. Yeah, I look through know. all the all the episodes we have scheduled and published, and I can confidently say this is my favorite romance across the movies so far. Yeah, uh, fair, I was just about to say. I, I can't think of any. Fairly other certain. You know. uh, 
I can't, I, I genuinely can. And I just tell, and like, you know, I'm looking at all these and it, it's like, it's generally not the point of a lot of these other yes, movies. Han and Leia could come close. Um, but you know, they don't the really act the on history it. That I, I, yeah, true. Um, yeah, yeah, no, this is, yeah, no, out of, out of the movies we've covered, I think this is definitely. I like uh, Bender and, uh, Bender and Claire in the breakfast club. Mm. Um, yeah, we got some couples in there. Yeah, but um, I mean, like American not, Graffiti. I guess some some couples. I guess. Uh, yeah, but yeah, not, the, 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 not nothing hidden quite like Will and Skyler. Mm. Lion King. Ooh, um, Nala could that could you know, it's, that's kind of fire. That's kind of fire. But how 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 much can you really get connected between two animated uh, animals yeah. um, versus? Yeah, well, well, you know. Um, but no, this definitely uh takes the cake and. and oh, it uh, certainly best does. Best couple so it's, far, but. Mm. Man, yeah, God, it was so good. It was so fucking. Yeah, when he breaks there and he puts his hands in his, he puts his hands in his face and it's like, <laughs> man, he's like, you better not be fucking with me, you know. He's like, you better stop. He's like, yeah, he's like, like I know what's about to come, and I'm just, I've never felt this way before, and I, <laughs> like, what? Oh man, oh, like, fuck, man, yeah, that shit, that shit was, and how that he told his movie. whole life story from a painting, you know. Like, but like, that's it, isn't it? You married the wrong woman. And he's oh, like, you better watch your mouth you, about that. Yeah, you better. And he he, he p- pins him up against the wall by the throat. Like mm-hmm. he was like, I swear to God, bro, don't fucking go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love that interaction the next day on the park bench, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought about what you said to me the other day about my painting. Stayed up half the night thinking about it and something occurred to me. Mm-hmm. Fell into a deep, peaceful sleep and haven't thought about you since. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just a kid. You don't have the faintest idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, like if I asked you what the Sistine Chapel smelled like, you know, like you you could tell me everything about Michelangelo, Michelangelo, and everything, but you could not tell me what what it's like being there. Mm. Do you think mm. Do you think I would know what your life as an orphan was like because I read Oliver Twist? Like what a what a great like way to humble this kid you know because that's what he needed you know he he hadn't been wrong mm. in the movie up to that point he'd only been right mm-hmm. it's always yeah that's that's his thing he's always exactly. right he knows yeah. and like even and uh, he just sat there he sat there taking it like his face like he was just like mm. he was like fuck like i yeah like i i definitely missed on that one you know and mm. When he starts talking about how his wife died of cancer and stuff, how how visiting hour the term visiting hours doesn't apply to you, like uh, I was like, God damn, he's been through it, bro. What a what a brutal take. Hmm. Um, and I mean, even you know, he's whenever he shows math to Lambo or every time you know, and and Lam, you know, he has like this packet or whatever, and Lambo's like. Are you sure this is right? And he's like, I, dude, I, I know this. This is like the easiest shit to me. Like this, I know it's right. And then he started. You know, he, he said, burns. "I know it's right. You're wrong. Yeah. I'm gonna go." <laughs> and uh, he burns it. You know, he's like, "I don't care." Like he, he's just like, he's like, "I don't care." This is like the easiest shit to me. Like it, I, I do this on a, you know, on a napkin or whatever. Like whenever I'm just having coffee, whatever. Um, but then, you no, know, and that him being like, some days I wish I never met you. Mm. You know, so I wouldn't have to know that you exist. Mm. <laughs> Damn. Oh, and the just the fact that that uh, Robin Williams, you know, they I, it was like one line that that he was the smarter one out of the two, you know, or whatever. But 
but Lambeau went on to be a professor at MIT. So he thinks he's more successful and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, he's he's more accomplished, blah, blah, blah. Lambeau got caught up in that a lot, you know, Mm. him being like, you're mad at you. You hold that against me. You resent me for this. And he's like, dude, I couldn't give less of a fuck about that. I'm trying to tell you that. And you're not listening to me. He calls him an arrogant asshole or an arrogant fuck. Like, so arrogant like, prick. yeah, er, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, and it was just, I don't know. Their, their arguments were always so satisfying. Uh, Dude, they were so know, like, good on screen together. They, uh, they really knocked that out of the fucking park. Um, I'm trying to find one in the IMDb quotes just because, like, I need to I need to see the transcript because mm. it was pretty fantastic. Mm. It, it was, was uh... just so damn so well done. Yeah, you know what? Know. You can shove your metal up your fucking ass because I don't give a shit about your metal because I knew I knew you were be- I knew who you were before a math before you were a mathematical god when you were a pimple faced and homesick and didn't know which side of the bed to piss on. Yeah, you were smarter than me, and you're smarter than me now, so don't blame me for how your life turned out. It's not my fault. I don't blame you! Mm. It's not about you, you mathematical dick! Mm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Robin Williams has has a way of doing it, you know? He uh, he changed our rating system um, with yeah, Dead Poet. Um, you know, and I feel like if this movie came for... Uh, well, I don't know. I guess that's kind of... Uh, a different different kind of movie different aspect but uh he just every time every time he comes up man i'm uh i'm not disappointed i think do we have any more i, I don't know is there any more robin williams coming up i don't think so not not that i can think not of, that the, top I can of remember head, off but, the top of my but, head yeah uh, i'm going to need to in my own time i need to uh to do some more deeper dives on i on, actually on robin just uh, just took another viewing of night at the museum Mm. <laughs> uh, he's Teddy, he's Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt. Oh uh, yeah, Teddy. <laughs> uh, which is which is pretty fucking funny, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I don't, I, I can't remember any off the top of my head that we've got coming up here. Um, but yeah, and that 2001 one, I know we've got like a bunch there already. I also watched The Lord of the Rings yesterday mm. for the first time. Might be worth it. Might be worth the discussion on on the 2001 one. It's pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, it's... fucking awesome. Uh, but but no, moving on. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know that there's I don't know that there's any more Robin Williams on our list. Uh, however, we you know still still time to still time mm-hmm. to uh, evolve that if if need be mm-hmm. if we if we find something where it might fit. Um, but yeah, I think I might be ready for the rating section of this here Goodwill Hunting. I think I'm ready too. Um, I feel uh, I, the easiest one, in my opinion, is the enjoyment. You know, it's it's yeah. how well we connected with this movie, um, how we enjoyed it. Even though I bawled my eyes out, uh, this is this is a five out of five. I, I there's not many many movies that have have done this for me. Um, if I could give it any higher than a five, I would in in uh in this category. So yeah, you know, as far as that emotional resonance is concerned, like we look at our our most previous fives, you know, Shawshank, Forrest Gump, um, <laughs> like Malcolm X, yeah, Malcolm got, like, X, uh, Dead Poets, Dead Poets. Um, yeah, that's these make sense, you know. Like that's what at the beginning of the episode. What did I say? You know, I held, I held, I held Shawshank, Dead Poets goodwill all in this sort of same regard and uh Mm. i I stand by that now with uh with giving it a five out of five there in the enjoyment it just 
it's so emotionally resonant. Like if you can like just make me feel that it's going to be a five, you mm. know? And uh, even, even if it wasn't so strong throughout the movie, you know, there, there is a point in the middle of this movie where I say it didn't, it didn't lose me at mm. all, but it, it was certainly most boring directly in the middle compared mm-hmm. to the beginning and the end, I'd say. Um, mm. uh, and nevertheless, you know, I'm still, I'm still in it. I'm still digging it. And, uh, that ending is as strong as, uh, as strong as it gets. And, you know, uh, uh, the, the only, the only movie I can think of who, which, what ending leaves me more satisfied of late is Shawshank. Um, mm. yeah. Uh, now there's and not... that's for totally other reasons, you know, mm. but, uh, not many movie endings that that uh that do it like this. This Ooh, is, we're gonna we're gonna. This is a very memorable ending of a movie. I, I don't. Maybe that that could be an interesting award. Um, maybe in like the decades or yeah, just like uh. That, that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, how how the movie ends. I mean, that's what the movie's all about. You know, whatever movie you're watching, <laughs> the, the end is most likely critically one important. Of the most important. Um. But ah, uh, this one, I will remember this movie for for a long, long time, and I, I will definitely be revisiting it many, many very, times. very, very, very long time to mm. be sure. But uh, with that, onto the genre. Now, this there's nothing more than drama here. Mm. This is that's all it is. Um, I'd say, uh, you know, it got got that romance element to it, but I'd say it's not. It's not mm. derived simply on romance. There's a lot going on in this movie. Um, mm. And, you know, I feel pretty good about it. I'd say uh, the drama elements were good. You know, I think, uh, you know, we talked so much about how Lambo and Sean, Robin Williams' character, had mm. so many fantastic Sean. Uh, back and forths. Man, thank you. Thank you for finally saying that. I- I'm terrible with characters' names. Um, well, and his but, name, I don't even know that it's said like, it's said like maybe once in this movie. Uh, mm. like they don't, they don't throw it out a lot. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> I, I'm feeling pretty high on it. You know, the interactions between Chucky and, uh, and Will are pretty strong. And obviously the romance element might be the strongest part of the movie for me. I really, really loved that. Um, or the way it resolves anyway, maybe not so much the romance itself, but mm. mm-hmm. the way, the way it comes together at the end. Um, you know, I feel, I, I feel pretty similar to it as I did at train spotting about a week ago. I'd mm. say it's, uh, it's really high rating and it's, and it's genre, but like, it's hard to be genre defining in a, uh, in a drama setting, but, uh, mm. a four, seven, five probably feels about right. I don't think, uh, oh, yeah a five is too high you know like it like uh i wasn't i mean i love this movie and i wish i could just give it fives across the board for everything but but when i sit back and think about you know what yeah. what like truly this movie is like the main category of this movie is the the enjoyment is the emotional mm-hmm. resonance and that that's like that's what to take away uh from this and and i guess you know as a film you know it's going to be interesting where, where that lies because uh, it's not really a, a huge strength of this one either um it's just nah, nah. just just uh filming these characters and their interactions no nothing truly beautiful you know no wallpaper moments that that really nah, yeah anything, but, but uh, it is exquisitely mm, well written yes it's really well acted mm-hmm. uh the score was fantastic mm. um 
you know, I'm I'm still feeling pretty high on this movie. You know, uh, I don't I don't go Shawshank levels, obviously. Mm. Uh, I don't think I even go Train Spotting levels mm. like like we did last week, as far as critical appeal to appeal is concerned. But I don't think I'd go lower than Forrest Gump. You know, I think four eight is sitting uh, is sitting pretty for me. Mm. Um, okay, that would that would average it out to a four eight five, and uh, that would place it. Below Jurassic Park, but above Godfather Part Two, Malcolm X, and Lion King. That's the first one that's felt truly right in a while. And I wow, mean, with no adjustments there at all needed, I think that that's pretty. That's that's, that's about spot on as it gets. For and me. as a film, it's uh, above My Neighbor Totoro, or it's tied with My Neighbor Totoro, Dead Poets, and Forrest Gump. Yeah, um, it, it belongs amongst that group. I'd so, say hmm, this. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, this this one works a four eight five. Uh, I mean, you know, all these movies are, are going to be great, and and we're going to be getting into you know a lot of nitty gritty. Um, there's going to be a lot of four eights, a lot of four nines, a lot of four sevens uh, bound to be. But even with the uh, the little itty bitty jumps that we have in between these movies, I think it's I don't know it slots right in perfectly. Perfect. I think so too. And you know, like uh, obviously our overall rating, it's uh we factor in our enjoyment of it. It's not purely mm-hmm. objective, you know, it is, it's entirely subjective. You know, we, we base it off of what, how much we enjoy it. And, uh, I think it slots perfectly between Jurassic park and, and Godfather too. Like that makes so much sense to me on paper. And, uh, yeah, really, I think we've uh, done a good job here. This came naturally, you know, the numbers just come naturally here. Maybe this is our goodwill moment. Um, you know, all of these numbers, all the data we'll have at the end of this, uh, the, these, I don't know. Things just just fall into place well here. Um, oh, to be sure. <laughs> but uh, oh sure. man, yeah, what a. I guess that that was easier than I thought. Um, don't like seeing where that went. Because um, now you know we're we're kind of comparing between other movies, and you know we're we're taking that into account, and I think that's fair. You know, to take into account all these other movies, but especially ever since we hit the halfway point and made our adjustments. Mm. You know, uh, we were like, all right, maybe maybe recency bias did factor in on a few of these. What what do we feel like we might have done right? What do we feel like we might have done wrong? And I feel like we're sitting prettier than we ever have hmm. at this very moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one, I don't think there's any adjustment needed. I think we're we're uh, we're right there with this one. So hmm. all are so four, eight, five out of five. What a fucking strong one. And uh Man, that's just uh, that's just satisfying, you know. Mm. Couldn't be a uh, couldn't be happier with that. Um, but with that, we conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. Was I, Colton Robertson, and I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It is always a pleasure. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And as we have said previously, this week was 1997. You know, we covered Goodwill Hunting, and it was a great joy. But next week, we're on. To 1998, and I'm not gonna lie to you, buddy. This is uh, this is up there for me as mm. far as favorite movies of all time. 1998's The Truman Show uh, will be viewed and will be discussed and will be thoroughly enjoyed. Mm. Uh, I cannot wait. This has been one I've been itching to get to so i've I... had to hold off a lot and amidst mm. this goodwill hunting conversation just because I've been like. There are element. There are these things that I I, I want to say that you know Truman shows another one that slots in alongside those 
you know, Goodwill Hunting, Shawshank, hmm. Dead Poets sort of feel for me. Um, and, uh, man, I'm very excited to talk about it. But, uh, yes, if you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom where you'll find over 24 hours of exclusive content. All that money goes back into making sure I can put this podcast on. Uh, it's a, it's a cost money and I don't make any unless you, unless you're paying for it there. Uh, a while back we did, uh, you know, we discussed the deleted scene from, uh, the Batman featuring the Joker. We discuss, uh, you know, uh, maybe the Oscars. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. Um, yeah. And then if you would follow, follow on Twitter at Penny Bloom pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom podcast. And remember, Peace, love, and bloom. And I had to see about a girl.